Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Bikini and the Brain. I am here with the lovely Ashley Kaltwalser, and I am Adam from TeamElitePhysique.com. Coach Adam, they call me. They dubbed me from from Ashley. No one calls me Adam anymore. They just call me Coach Adam. Really? Yeah, that's it. Oh, Coach Adam. Every time I'm at a show, it's it's never, I I don't think I've been called Adam unless it was by a judge (laughs) in the last, like, five years. (laughs) That shows. So, anyway, we have a... We have a topic today. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we do. We have a topic. Yes. yes. So what is our topic for we're today? We're going to talk about things like we wish we knew uh, when we were first getting into it, slash working mistakes. Because, hey, especially when you're getting started, working mistakes, man, they happen. So don't get down on yourself, but we're going to help you prevent some of them. But let it be known. I am by no means a rookie. I don't. I don't think you'd consider me a rookie. I anymore. think that you'd be past that. You just yeah, got past just, it. Just, I'm a rookie in the game of life, though. I will say that. Yeah. But I still make mistakes. So, um, even though I'm no longer a rookie, I still make mistakes. <laughs> but uh, I learn from them. So you know, moving forward. Yeah. Each and every time we move forward. And I, I have uh, learned them as well as a coach. You know, because a lot of a lot of listeners here are coaches or want to be coaches one day. But yeah, you learn you learn a lot as a coach. So hopefully, the 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 longer you do it coaching, the less of those mistakes you'll make. And the, the clients, they, they never know they're not going to, they're going to bypass those mistakes, but you just know as a coach not to do them again. So that's mm-hmm. a, that's a good thing is that the more experienced coaches, the more mistakes they've already made, the less likely they are to make them again. Yes. <laughs> Seems to be the case. It's funny as I do watch this and I see people making those mistakes and I'm like, Oh, I remember when I did that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, We've been through it all. Yeah. That's for sure. So, um, I think this has to be said. Before we even get started, you know, rookie competitors, newbie competitors, I feel like they put so much pressure on themselves to just nail it the first time, okay? I have some good news for you, and I have some bad news. Let's start with the bad news, okay? So it's your first competition. Here's the bad news. You're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes, probably a lot of mistakes, probably a lot of silly mistakes, but the good news is you're going to learn from it. And you're going to move forward, right? Yep. That's the goal. So if you're just getting into this, if you're a rookie, if you're a newbie, please do not put so much of these high expectations on yourself, right? Everyone on stage wants to win, right? Everyone wants to nail it 100% conditioning, hair, makeup, tan, posing, you name it. That's the goal. Everyone wants that. But Give yourself a little bit of grace, especially in the beginning, because you're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. I made so many mistakes my first show. My goodness, I made mistakes. <laughs> um, but you move forward, and sometimes it's the the most successful people aren't the ones that necessarily like killed it from the get go, right? It's the ones that learn from it and just kept pushing forward. So the resilient ones, the ones that learn from things, the ones that that uh, didn't let that happen again. So. Just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Don't yeah. put so much pressure on yourself. There's a saying that goes, first prep, worst prep. Yeah. You know, first yeah. prep, worst prep. And it's, you can, you can prepare as much as you want to, but there's just going to be some things you can't nail. Um, and as, a, as like on the coaching side of things, you're going to learn a lot the first time you prep someone too. So on the coaching side of things, there's even different ways of going about like reloading athletes where I'm more cautious the first time than like the second time. Um, and as I get to know them more, you know, now with you, now we know, okay, we can take in carbs like really close to the show. Like we know how they work, but for some people they hold water right after they start having those carbs. And so you don't want to carb load them late. So 
if it's your first prep with someone, what do you do? You, you, you load them, you try to load them early and then you, you find out on, let's say Wednesday or Thursday, oh, they actually looked better on Wednesday or Thursday than they did on Saturday. Maybe next time we'll load them late. And then sometimes it, it works out where you front load. So there's, there's just no way, there's no like possible way to nail it the best the first time, unless you get really lucky, I guess. But um, in terms of like setting up a system for it, there's going to be some learning to go with your very first prep. And so, yeah, there's a, a lot of it goes not even just on you being ultra prepared, but just not knowing what's going to happen yet is, is another part of the whole problem, you know? Absolutely. So my suggestion first and foremost is to really study the sport, be a master of the craft, right? I always say that like leading up to my first show, I watched the same YouTube video of the Arnold classic amateur every single day, every single day. And even then I was unprepared, I feel like, but do your best to have as much knowledge as possible before heading into your first prep, you know, watch all the YouTube videos, listen to the bikini and the brain podcast. <laughs> I highly re recommend that podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family to tune into the bikini and the brain podcast, <laughs> new episode every Monday available on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube. <laughs> That's what I would say. But, um, there's also the element of the stage and, for example, you can practice all day with posing, right? But there is no practice like the stage. You can practice in front of your coach. You can practice in front of your iPhone. You can practice in front of a mirror. You can practice in front of your friends and family. But there is no comparison to the actual stage. You might think you're prepared, but then you, you're you about to walk on stage. You're like, oh, God, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. For the first time. And then you get shaky. And then you get unsure. So that's something that even if you practice, it's not always going to um, go in your favor, right? Even if you were, even if you were like a theater kid and was used <laughs> to being on stage, it's totally different, okay? So keep that in mind. So let's roll into the first part, posing. Let's talk about mistakes people make in the beginning with posing. I'll start off. You can you can really tell when some girl is not used to wearing heels as much. <laughs> and these aren't just your ordinary heels that you'd wear to the club. They are typically five inches. So they're a little more difficult to walk in, especially if you're on a surface you're not familiar with, you know? So even when you practice, you should practice on hardwood, rubber, carpet, you name it. Because yeah. you don't know what the stage is going to be like until you walk on it. Yeah, exactly. And that's probably the one that catches people off the most. I would actually probably, yeah, I'd probably say that's the one that catches people off the most. That and then the timing of the day. But the the stage one, you're going to have some stages that just, these stages, if they're with like a, a company uh, or a promotion, they kind of just travel around. And based on, so they're like, they're, they, you'll see their big truck outside and that's the stage that's at every one of their shows and you know they're put together real quick they're taken taken off real quick every weekend they're moved around so you're going to have sometimes where there's going to be little little like cracks or little ledges where you know you have to be aware of um and you just you have to be aware of these things you're gonna have to be very steady on your feet that's just going to be part of the scenario if you're on a carpet you're going to feel that it's a lot harder to move your feet with the rubber bottoms of your shoes and so everyone you, you need to be practicing on all these different surfaces and my my recommendation would be to go to as many posing workshops and seminars as you can to get very comfortable. There's going to be different, there's going to be different surfaces everywhere. Um, most, most like high school places and college campuses will have that 
wood floor. And that's great to practice in your like local gym aerobics studio. That's usually there. Um, rubber is a common one as well. And you can do that at your um, local gym, like in the, in the actual gym part of it. If there's, if it's, you know, if it's hidden and then um, carpet is going to be the, probably the most common one. You'll see that at a lot of national stages and a lot of pro stages um, because these bigger stages, they're, they're, they're pretty much all carpeted. And it's the same thing we talked about there. They travel around. Now the crack thing is, is pretty rare, but it does happen where you have those little like ridges and stuff. I don't think it's as rare as you think. Is it more common? <laughs> it's common. Yeah. It's pretty common. So what's, what's a way, what do you found a way to navigate around that? You kind of just keep your eyes on the floor. Yeah. I learned bit. just to look kind of glance at the floor and try to avoid those little cracks because uh, if your heel gets stuck in that, it can kind of throw you off balance. And believe me, it has happened to me several times, yeah. even as a pro when I wasn't as aware. Um, but you know what's helped with that is nowadays they tend to do the the group call outs first before they, or not the group call outs, the group lineup um, things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Group comparison. Group comparison yeah. before the actual comparison. I love that. So usually um, they'll do like the group comparison, then your individual routine, and then the actual call outs. So that's so helpful as an athlete because I can kind of test the surface before doing my, my routine, which is like the hardest part of it. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like I get a little a little sample. Okay. Okay. I need to avoid the little crack here or this, the surface is a lot more slick than I, than I thought it would be or whatnot. One thing I'll say too, uh, that I was surprised I was at a show and I was very surprised that so many girls did this. Everyone was slipping in this crack of this show. The stage I think just needed to be like, uh, like a just yeah. push together harder. <clears throat> and the problem is, is that where the, where the tiles all meet or where the, where the wood all met was directly in the center. And so they put the box, you know, you put the box directly in the center. So every girl walked down directly in the center to the box and was dealing with this crack. And I'm like, you just, you don't need to necessarily be in the box in a situation like that. Just be off center by a foot, two feet, and you're not going to be dealing with that crack. And then you're not, yeah, you're not directly in the box, but who cares? The judges don't care if you're directly in the box and you're individual. But so many girls were getting their heels stuck. And I'm like, just move, yeah. just move over. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> but, a, a big rookie mistake. You don't yeah. have to be like literally in the center of the box, you yeah. know, as long as your one foot is in it or something, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, just look at the stages. You know, luckily a lot of the times, um, to put you at ease, you can go to check-ins and usually you're doing check-ins at the show. So you can, you know, feel the stage. Sometimes the promoters even let you go up there if it's before, you know, oh, yeah. before the I show. I like to rub it and just roll all over it and just <laughs> caress it and just be like, yeah. Like a dog that's that goes my his back stage. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> Whatever my dog goes into my room, it's the only carpeted room. She just rubs <laughs> actually. Yeah, that's exactly what I do every time. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's one thing. Now, the other thing I will say... Um, that catches people off guard is like the timing of the show that always catches people off too. So, you know, they say, Oh, the girls are going to start at three. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, you're not on till cause you're a age class bikini girl in the open division only. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Oh, I was ready at three. I don't have any food backstage. I don't have anything backstage. I'm going to be on by four. You're like nine o'clock rolls by <laughs> like they're only on B class in the open. I got another hour before they get to get to me. I'm like, yeah, that is definitely a likely scenario that happens oh. All the time. Or the opposite, whenever they really wait to the last minute and as if the show's going to wait on them. And you see, there, ha there has to be a few crazy. girls every single show that they, it's like, where did they go? Yeah. Oh, they're, they're still getting their makeup done. Okay. So yeah, 
just so you guys know, the show does not wait for you. I am so sorry. No one's going to be like, where is number 42? Okay, let's let's hold off the whole show until number 42 uh, gets done with their makeup. No, they don't care if, even if it's like a the actual makeup artist doing your makeup, you still got to be where you need to be at that time. So you need to be aware of this, right? Um, going back to the posing, also, I think we should throw out a few more tips as well. I think a lot of girls will try to emulate their favorite poser um, on stage, and maybe it's not fitting for them. You know, especially in the, as a beginner, you shouldn't be concerned about adding a whole bunch of flair. Maybe keep it more basic, and as time goes on and you get more comfortable, add the flair. Um, but you can tell when people try a little too hard to add the flair, and maybe they're still a little shaky. Maybe they're still not comfortable on stage yet. So. Keep to the basics first, because keep in mind, the judges want to see the the mandatory like poses first and foremost before you're doing all this other fancy stuff. So the shorter, the better, probably, in the beginning. Just keep it clean and uh, practice walking in the heels you'll be wearing on stage, because like I said, they're different from the heels you'd go out in the club with. They're, they're a lot harder to balance, and that can really throw people off. Yeah, I would say that was a good, a good way of covering that right there. Um, yeah, and there's not really anything else on that. W- one thing I do want to go into that you talked about the show will not wait for you. Yeah. Um, we were at USA's, me and Ashley were there and USA's and there was a girl in the first call out in the A class and, and she, she got a first call out and then her, so she came out, did comparisons. The judges loved her. She got a first call out, and then she wasn't back on stage. All right. Remember that? I was, yeah. like, I was like, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like they allowed them to, how do I say it? It wasn't even a break time. It's just, it's almost like she wasn't paying attention. Like you were supposed to like walk around back around to the other side of the stage or whatever and then come back on. on. It's almost like she was just like, oh, I'm done until, uh, I'm done for the day or whatever. And then she, she was nowhere to be seen. So I don't know if she went to the bathroom. I don't know if she went back to her room. I don't know. But she lost her first call out. She lost her first call out. That's insane. I had a friend lose a pro card. He got it eventually, but he should have had it at North Americans and it was a master's. And so he didn't get it till the next year at master's. So, and he did the same thing. He just didn't, he he did the judging in the morning, um, got a first call out, was dead center, was late to finals and didn't get his pro card. And then he had to wait a whole year because that was the cutoff for a master's. And so he had to wait, uh, North Americans was the cutoff. He, he won for sure, but no, he was DQ'd, right? He wasn't there. And then he went the next year uh, and won Masters Nationals. Had to wait a whole year to compete as a, as a Masters pro. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. They, they will not wait for you. So make sure you're always paying attention. So always say be there, be early. Uh, I can't tell you how many times, and I say this to everyone, you know, you come on time, be, make sure you're here, make sure you're here at what the window says. But I'll have girls show up and I'm like, and it sucks because it. I don't want to stress them out, but I have kind of no way of, of conveying to them the urgency besides, hey, get here now. And then they finally show up and I'm stressing out like, hey, we got to get your hair, got to get your oil, got to get your pump, got to get this. I'm like, you know, and so they're coming back and I'm just thrown at them. I'm like, hey, you got to get this, got to get it because you're getting on stage, already lining you up. And I feel bad because I know I'm not helping the situation in terms of like their, their nerves, but I literally have to get everything done in like two minutes because of where, when they showed up. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to go on stage where you could have got a better pump or you missed your oil or anything like that. So just plan on being back there early and plan on being there for a long time, like have food, um, just kind of pay attention, you know, and you're gonna have to wait. So waiting backstage is the same as waiting anywhere else. So, uh, you know, yes, you can wait in the audience, 
nothing wrong with that. But when bikini starts, I generally say, hey, when bikini starts, just go backstage, you know, mm-hmm. that's so if you're uh, if you're a tall class. And I would say sometimes, too, it's not even the fact that they're purposely trying to wait to the last minute to come out. But let's be honest, a lot of times it has something to do with the makeup appointment. Yeah. <laughs> and. I know Adam is a big uh, believer in kind of doing your own makeup and I do my own makeup and I prefer to doing it. Like even if I had it, you know, I, I could get my money comped from my sponsor for free. It doesn't matter to me. I still want to do my own makeup for that reason. Yeah. But also I get more control, but it's, it's taken me years of practice. So this is where I might slightly disagree with Adam because <laughs> yeah. I think you're a guy and you don't know <laughs> how hard it is. Yeah. Um, not everyone has that skill. Yeah. You know, even if you're okay with doing your, your daily makeup, I think you're a little making me because you don't I pay don't. attention to the details. I always say this. If you want a good idea of how regular, normal people do their makeup and how good they are, go on to the Amazon makeup reviews and you'd be like, Oh, that's how, really? Oh, that's how average people do their makeup. Oh, okay. Well, cause you're used to seeing like yeah. me and Kimber doing our own makeup and you're like, Oh yeah, that looks great. Yeah. But I have around some girls that can do some good makeup. Yeah. Tori, she like does yeah. it. You know, oh yeah. gosh, she slays. <laughs> yeah. But not everyone's like that. And I'm not saying I'm like the best ever. I'm not, but I hope it doesn't come across that way. I think I'm good at doing my own face, but it, Basically, for me, what I'm trying to say is the even if it isn't quite as good as a professional makeup artist, to me, I'd rather just have less stress and just be more in control than to kind of take that risk of, oh, I hope I'm going to get done in time. I hope I'm going to like it. I hope I don't have to redo it. Yeah. You know, because you've had clients before, too, that's gotten their makeup done and they just didn't like it. So they redid it anyway. So I would say like, if it's your first show, you actually probably should get your makeup done because <laughs> you just don't know. You don't know these things. You don't know how it's supposed to look. You don't know what colors to use, how to match your face, your tan. I think uh, if you're really good at doing makeup, you might be able to, after like the seeing it get done to yourself, like maybe be able to do it. Or maybe you are like an actual makeup artist and I believe in you, but just be aware of it or at least practice ahead of time. Yeah. And there's a, <clears throat> there's a girl makeup, um, Lindsay Ambrosia on oh, Instagram. She's great. She teaches classes online to a lot of our girls. Makeup Madame on mm-hmm. on, on uh, Instagram. You can reach out to her for one on one lessons. But the reason that I'm always pushing it is because of the timing of it. That's the only the only reason I don't is because of the timing. Once in a while, yeah, you'll have a bad makeup experience with someone and have to redo it. I actually had a really funny. Really funny on, and again, this is the client telling me this. This is one of those funny stories. I have a lot of these like funny stories that just make me crack up. It makes the days of the shows are so fun. There's so many, so many fun things that happen at shows. You know, like there's a lot of stress always going to the show and getting to the show and making sure you're on time. But then when it happens, like it's just fun usually, right? We have so many laughs at shows. But this client was so funny. She did her makeup, and she's a pro. And she came back stage. She's like, Adam, I need you to be honest with me. And I was like, Okay. Like it was like a super serious tones. She's like do I look like a drag queen? <laughs> I was like, because the makeup was so extreme with like the contours and yeah. stuff. And I was like, um, they went a little extreme. She's like, just say yes or no. <laughs> I was like, um, you can't kind of like, cause it was so extreme. She's like, oh, I'm redoing my makeup. It was so funny. So she redid it. Uh, and she did a great job redoing it herself. Yeah. So that's one of those rare ones, but it was, it was, hilarious. she's a really funny chick. Uh, I'll have to tell you about her after, but um, she'll know who she is when, I, when, <laughs> when she hears this. But um, the thing, the main thing is, is the timing and the stress, the extra stresses. So the problem is, is when you use a makeup artist who's really booked, you'll get these like four o'clock appointments and you're not on stage till one. And then you have to sit around in that makeup and you have to wake up earlier. 
you're up all day. It's, it's just more stressful. So, and the other part of the stress is that you can have your makeup, like at the last show we were at, luckily the show was being cool, but they, they kind of stopped the show well, because a makeup artist like passed out or something. Yeah. There was supposed to be two makeup artists and one of them got something happened. And so, um, she left. So there's only one makeup artist doing like all the girls in the show and it just, they delayed the show, but luckily they stopped the show for the makeup, but it, 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 uh, in a normal scenario, they don't do yeah, that. Yeah, that was very generous of them. And I think, to be fair, too, it was like a smaller show. That wouldn't yeah. happen if it, there, the numbers were bigger. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, but also a lot of things that can go wrong with your own makeup. So yeah. just know your abilities and practice. And, um, you know, if you do book with a makeup artist, just make sure you get a good time, okay? Yeah. And make sure you give yourself plenty of time so that you're not uh, getting rushed on stage or anything like that. And... Uh, yeah, I think that's all I got to say about that. You know what I got? One just popped in my head. That's a what? good one that we didn't have listed. Is don't pay for your show too early. Oh, yeah. That's one that... Things change. That's one that's screwed over a lot of girls a lot of times, you know? Um, and I get it. And I understand the reasoning for it. So we'll have, you know, throughout the year, we'll have clients sign up that it's their first show and they're super excited. And they're like, I'm going to get a coach and I'm going to do bikini and this and that. I've been working out for a year and I'm going to do this now, whatever the... So they're excited and it's awesome. And I think that I love it. Believe me, I love the enthusiasm. The problem is, is that your, your coach doesn't know your scenario yet. They're learning you, you know, they're, they're learning how your body's going to respond. Sometimes you've been, you can come to a coach and you're already so dieted down and you're so cardioed up and your hormones are way off. And it's like, okay, now to get you the rest of the way, you've already kind of adapted to this point. So I don't even know how much more room there is before we have to kind of reset you right type of thing i don't know if you're going to be ready for sure we don't know that 100 percent. the problem is these girls will they'll join and then they'll say oh I, I paid for my show i paid for my npc card i paid for my makeup my tan my this and that and none of it has refunds right and you might not make the cut like sometimes they come with these ambitious goals be like i want to lose 30 30 pounds 40 pounds to get ready for the show in 16 weeks and i'm like whoa hold on did you pay for the show already like yeah i already paid for it and then that kind of keeps them it's great because it gives them a time-based deadline, right? They're like, they're committed to it. They have that time-based deadline. And I understand you commit, when you ultra commit to something, it kind of makes you do it more. The problem is, is when it comes down to it, hey, you still got to lose 30 pounds. That's really hard to do in that time frame. <laughs> come week, four weeks out, they, I'm, I'm telling them, hey, you're not going to be ready for the show because you got 15 more pounds to go or something. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I already paid for it. I'm going to do the show anyway. And I'm like, that's, that's not how you want to enter a fitness competition, you know? Um, it's not a transformation contest. It's a, it's a fitness competition. You want to do it when you're ready because you don't want to be your first show to be like you not being ready the first time you get on stage, you know? So don't, you know, plan on the show, but be smart and don't overcommit and pay for everything if you're going through like a big transformation. Now, if you're, if you're someone like Ashley, who's done a, a bunch of shows and you just have, you know, five pounds, that's different, but we're talking the, the big transformation people, like just be smart. Uh, I've had a lot of girls like lose money over it because they've overcommitted too early in their first time. So yeah, absolutely. And especially like nowadays, there are so many NPC shows out there. It's not like if you miss this one, then there's probably one in two weeks, yeah. you know, they're happening all the time. So, you know, if you're not ready for one, just push it back. And as long as you don't, overly commit, then, you know, you have the freedom to do that. And especially like as a rookie, you need to give yourself even more time because you just don't know how your body's going to respond in that period of time. You know, on paper, on paper, it says like, oh, if I lost a pound every week leading up into the show, 
uh, I will be ready. Right. But that doesn't always translate like that. You know, sometimes we have weeks where we don't make any progress. Sometimes we go up for one random reason. Sometimes you get sick for two weeks and then you can't make progress. So things happen. And don't, again, don't put that pressure on yourself. (laughs) If it's your first few shows, allow yourself some grace. So just don't, don't submit your um, money early. Just hold off until you know for sure, until you're actually ready, because there's shows happening all over, all over, okay? So if you don't get into this one, hey, there's one next month you can do. So that's what I would suggest. Yeah, yeah. So especially the, the travel shows too. You run into that too sometimes too. So the just so we're on the same, everyone knows, you. There sometimes there's this thing called like an early bird pricing. That will usually remain that way all the way till two to three weeks before the show. And then after those two weeks, then it'll go to regular pricing if they even have that. But that seems to be dying. It seems like that that's not really a thing that much anymore. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even save you anything. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so what's our next one? Hair, makeup. Oh, tan. Tanning. Oh yes. my gosh. Remember when I, ah, my first, my first show, I was a hot mess. And <laughs> blonde hair, target I ble- I <laughs> thought my hair would look so good, bleached blonde. So no, my hair is not originally blonde. It's like light brown. So yeah, my hair is not black either, but I'm a naturally light, bl- light brown. And uh, yeah, I bleached my hair and it was like, you know, when you do it yourself, because I was broke and I just did it on the box. It was like yellow. I didn't even tone it. It was like yellow and fried. (sighs) This looks so bad. (laughs) And also I did my own tan, but I did it from like a salon. Like I didn't do my own tan. I got it done like at a, like a regular salon, just like a a normal beach spray tan, not like a competition spray tan. (laughs) Yeah. And then I got my suit like from Target and I just like uh, adjusted the, the straps on it to make them rhinestone, but it had, it's just white with like, Rhinestone connectors, got it from Target. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Posing was a mess. Conditioning, I was probably over-conditioned. So physique-wise, I, I I looked okay. I think I could have maybe, I could have made it into like the first call at my first show. But everything else was just a hot mess. A hot mess. Yeah. yeah. Not good. Not good. But I learned. Yeah. I learned. It's funny because like, my first show was the Arnold Classic Amateur, right? Go big or go home, they say. So that's a <laughs> you, big show. I can't believe you walked to the show as your first show, too. Yeah. You know why? <laughs> it's It go, was close. Go big or go home. Yeah. yeah. It was two hours from my, my home. So I live in I lived in Ohio. I lived in Akron, Ohio, and it was in Columbus. So it was like a two-hour drive. And I knew it was like a big deal. Like I knew. But it, that was that's what made it exciting. So my first show, I got 14th in my high class, right? And then, guess what? The following year, I got it together. I got an actual good suit. I got an actual spray tan. My hair was darker. And guess what? I won the whole freaking thing. So I was the Arnold Amateur Champion. From 14th place in my height class to then one year later to winning the whole thing. That's crazy. Pretty good improvements because I I was like, oh, I'm not going to let that happen again. So I fixed every mistake. I came in looking better. Posing was better tan hair makeup everything was better suit was on point all those minor details especially in bikini matter and yeah. it's funny because i think some people get like i don't know you posted that one real and like people got salty whenever we were like yeah hair tanning makeup yeah it matters it's yeah. not just physique duh it's bikini <laughs> like hello where have you been yeah it's, it's in the le- rules legitimate a fitness model contest yeah it's some like girl was like rules. some girl was like it's so disappointing that they actually judge they don't 
they don't judge more on physique. It's it's also hair, makeup, everything else. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's, duh. It's been that way since conception. Of it. Hello, yeah. <laughs> wh- wh- where have you been? <laughs> yeah. So hair, makeup, tan, suit, posing, it matters. It's not just physique, you know? Um, those things matter less and less the higher the division. So they're probably not going to mark you down for bad makeup and bodybuilding, women's yeah. bodybuilding. I doubt. I doubt they're going to be like, mm, I had you in first, but your eyeshadow was <laughs> was a little too uh, too light. Like, they're not going to say that. It matters more in bikini and then so on and so on. But, yeah, it matters, and as it should be. I like it that way. That's what yeah. makes it fun. I like to feel like um, – I like to feel like a fit princess for a day. Yeah. I get to play dress up. That's how I think of it. Like, you know, I get to play dress up. I get to, how cool is it? I can just pick whatever suit I want, do my makeup, hair, and I look like a little doll for a day. <laughs> and I'm all like smelly and, and greasy from the tanned glaze and everything. But hey, at least I look good. Yeah. I love that. Playing dress up. It's that's like That's what I like the most about competing, honestly. Yeah. You know, some people are like, oh, I just love to train hard. I love to train hard. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I just like the the glamour of it. I think that's so fun, trying yeah. different looks and stuff. Yeah, you try new things all the time, and, and you very you fine-tuned it quite a bit, too. Even sometimes things that that seem like they don't make sense why they'd be different, but they, they do. Like the red suit and the straight hair just mm-hmm. go really well, which is the green suit with a little bit of curl to your hair. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like... It doesn't make sense why those are different, but I just like the flow of those, right? Like different so, vibes. Yeah, it's just what you've tried it, we figured it out. We're like, you know, I like that. We're both of it. Yeah. I've been wearing my hair straight in a long time. Yeah. I wore it only straight once last year at the Toronto show. But um, yeah, I wore a red suit this year and I wore a curly for both. But I actually like the red and the curls because you know what? It kind of reminds me of like a pinup y, like yeah. a pinup y look. It goes more, know. it goes more, yeah, that. But you yeah. like it straight. And honestly, straight hair is pretty, pretty easy to do. So. I will say this. If you're not confident with doing your makeup, you could probably do your own hair. And if you really want to play it safe, you can do it straight. It's really hard to mess up straight hair. Yeah. As long as it's not like super humid and your hair super like frizzy and curly, you probably, it's pretty safe to say straight yeah. hair is, it's hard to mess up. Just keep a, keep retouching it with a straightening iron and, you know, everything like that. It just makes sure there's a, a little volume to the top. Yes. You got to tease, really, you got to tease your hair. You can't have it like super like pressed to your cheeks, you know, which is another thing too is let's, let's get into hair just like a little bit since we're yeah. talking about it. There is no right or wrong hairstyle. Honestly, um, there, I do see there being a little more generous with like even colors and different cuts and stuff. But for me, I like to play it safe. So you're not going to catch me on stage with like blue hair or anything. <laughs> um, so I like to play it safe, but, um, one big thing to note, and you're big on this, just make sure the cut, especially in the back, isn't too wide to where it covers like your shoulders. Because in the back post, they do judge your rear delts. So you might think, oh, my hair is covering my back. They don't look at your back. No, they do. So make sure your rear delts aren't hiding and make sure your hair is like kind of tapered into like a V so that shows off that pretty waistline that you worked so hard for. And then uh, make sure it's not touching your butt either. Yeah. And it helps. And with that, when it's in that like V that you're talking about, it it kind of accentuates your natural curve too. It makes you look a little bit more um, hourglassy so mm-hmm. versus hiding the lats. So. Yeah. And, you know, I would say this too. A lot of people will be like, oh, I need to dye my hair because it looks better on stage. And it might. But I would say this. There's no one out there that has to do that. And there's ways around it. So, like, let's say you have really light platinum blonde hair and you know that's not going to look good on stage because the contrast with the tan like you know but you don't want to dye it because you know gosh it's hard to dye your hair from platinum blonde to then like dark because you can't get it back you'd fry it off you know you can do things like wearing a wig 
you can even use like a temporary hair dye to where it lasts like maybe a month or so and then it fades or just even tone it and have that as a temporary option. But you don't need to like permanently change your hair for anything. And if your hair is too short, you can always add extensions. And if your hair, like let's say, is like super long and you don't want to cut it because you've been growing it for years, but you want, you need that like V taper, I would say even just curling it in at the ends can help with that. Um, you know, if your hair is already too long, it's maybe just you'd have to at that point wear it curly just to shorten it up. Yeah. But you don't have to like permanently straighten your or you don't have to permanently change your hair for the stage. There's ways around it. Believe me, there are ways around it. So you don't have to damage your actual everyday hair just for the stage. There you go. Yeah. And then going back into kind of traveling back into the whole um, people not understanding where bikini has why it matters with the hair and the makeup and the tan and the mm -hmm. and the complexion and all that. these are all judged things beauty flow is part of it um so where bikini comes from i think it's important people know it it comes from originally so a long time ago there was this thing called the flex model search which was um basically what is what it sounds like it's a model search right and so you had bodybuilding you had figure you had fitness um and that's that's it you had bodybuilding figure and fitness you know and so um, but you also had this thing called the model search and these model searches were showing up to these like big shows. Like you'd have it at the Olympia where there's like a big model search. And, and there were so many girls that were fit, but weren't figure or fitness level fit yet. And it was like bigger than every entry of all the other shows. And then there was all these guys that weren't bodybuilders that was where men's physique came from. Right. And they're like, and then, so people eventually put two and two together and were like, man, we should create a competition for these guys because they are <laughs> there, there's a lot of them. And obviously there's a fitness sector that we're not tapping into. And so thus men's physique and bikini was born from that. So it came from a model search. And so, yes, there's still going to be some, some model vibes to it, a fitness model, um, look to it. So that's what it originally was, was a fitness model thing. And then they made a division, which it, it's not the flex model search, but they kind of, you know, took that as a, an example. Okay. There is a market for it. So let's make this fitness model, this fitness model division, um, so yes, it does, it does matter. So, uh, your hair, your makeup, your tan complexion, all these things, they, they go into judging and it is, uh, yeah, it's part of it. And it's, it's part of it in the guys, part of it too. in the, in the men's division, obviously not as much, but it's still, it's still part of it. That's why you see these men's physique guys and they all look clean on stage. Those are some, I see some clean hair. I was like, if I want a new hairstyle, I go to a men's physique pro show and I'm like, okay, that guy's got a clean. I don't think it matters life. as much as it used to though. Yeah. Honestly, no, I think no. it's more just like, just look well-groomed, yeah. you know, yeah. cause I think it's just like overall in these divisions, you just, especially like a men's physique and bikini, they look for like a healthy, radiant look too, yeah. you know? So just, you know, display good health, they, nice yeah. skin, hair, uh, teeth. The way everything. that it was explained to me in bikini, and you're not going to see any men's physique guys wearing, you know, stage makeup or doing hair. <laughs> they, just have clean, they just look clean. But the, in bikini, the way it was explained to me was, you know, we want it to be hard. We want it to be, you know, something that you have to reach for, uh, but it shouldn't look like that on stage. It should look like you just woke up and you decided to go to the beach that day and you happen to be into really fit and maybe you're going on a beach vacation and you dieted for a couple of weeks together. That should be like the the look of it. Yeah, that's of course, exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny when the judges tell you that because you're like, right, okay, because <laughs> all they need is tilapia and cardio for for hours. I don't need tilapia, but well, not you, not you. But <laughs> the but the, but it's that's how it's supposed to look like this natural feel, and you're just I'm on the beach and I'm running on the beach and I'm healthy and I'm. I'm just having an ice cream on the boardwalk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is something I think not a lot of people mention in bikini, but I've even heard judges say it. You need to look healthy in your face too. Yeah. Like I don't think a rookie would run into this problem because the, 
the level isn't as high as like let's say the pros, but they don't want you looking all like depleted in the face. Yeah. They don't want you looking like you had a rough prep. You know, it it they want you to look healthy. So skin, hair, everything. That's why it's part of it. That's part of the package. Just looking healthy, yeah. looking radiant, glowing, if you will. Yeah. And one of the mistakes that hopefully you can avoid from listening to this podcast is just, just how you convey yourself on stage of being healthy versus being like, you could have the easiest prep in the world and be super healthy on stage and not cut any water or anything like that. But then you could just not smile and not look like you're having fun up there. And then you give off the appearance of, oh, she must've had a really rough prep. She's like, barely standing up up there, you know, she's like miserable, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and, and usually when people are up there and they're like miserable, they're not smiling, like they're going through something. They're, they're cramping, they're dehydrated, something, right? Where they just look like they're just miserable up there. And you're like, oh, you just kind of think in your head as a judge, like she must've had a rough prep. Like that's, she's not having fun up there. Let's get yeah. her off stage. Cause maybe she's gonna, maybe she's too low in water or something, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. So be up there and that's your time to, to sell that, you know, smile and look at the judges and look vibrant and and just catch yourself just always smiling and just looking looking happy. You know, that's yeah. important on the on yeah, Like energy. you're having fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The energy, is it can really, it's like a magnet. It really attracts. So just make sure that you're, even if you're not feeling the best, you fake it for five minutes you're on stage, right? Yeah. Just look like you're having the time of your life. It's contagious, really. And it's very underestimated. So, you know, I would even say this. Even if your posing isn't as crisp and as clean as you would like it to be, if anything, just look like you're having fun. If you stumble, just pretend like it didn't happen. You know, I think the stumbles happen a lot more than what people even realize. It happens to us pros too. It happens at the Olympia level. It happens at, it happened at the Arnold. And even the girls that stumble will still win, yeah. right? Just don't like drag on it. Like if you mess up, you make a little misstep, don't be like, you can tell when people get frustrated after doing something like that and they just like completely like lose it and they lose the, like, their focus, just pretend like it didn't happen. And maybe the judges won't notice. But they've said they don't really judge. Like if somebody like m does one little stumble, it's not that big of a deal. You just kind of have to recover from it. Yeah. You know, no one's perfect. And if you look closely and even at the top pros or team, you'd be like, oh, did she just, oh, I think she did. She made yeah. a little messed up. No biggie. Just move forward. I've seen, um, there was a show before in Colorado. It's not there anymore, but it used to be, it was a really fun show, but it had like a full fashion walk mm -hmm. behind it, a model walk. Like the whole thing was a stage. So it was a stage. It was called The Warrior and it was a stage. And then you had like a full model walk around the whole audience and there's stairs to get there. And the girl um, when she was going out, she actually fell on the stairs, which was like, you know, the, everyone's worst nightmare. And everyone was like, oh, and you hear the audience, oh, and you know, she's super embarrassed, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, she ended up winning her class. So like, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter. And I saw another girl one time, which was really, actually, this is probably like the funniest one. This chick was awesome. She was, she was in the back pose and she got wobbly. Like she was like loose. You know how you're like trying to catch your balance? Yeah. It's like, it seemed like her shoe was a little loose or something. And she was like catching her balance. And so everyone in the audience is like, oh, like they're all like, oh, oh God. Because like, she's about to fall. And then she like catches herself. And then she looks back and she goes, <laughs> I love that. And then she turned, she won too. Yeah. And everyone started laughing. The judges thought it was like the cutest thing. But like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, those are just two extremes on that. But yeah. um, that one, I will never forget that one because she was like, yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> We're good. We're good. Yeah. So, just play it off. Yeah. You're going to be fine. They don't yeah. judge on that stuff. It's, it's not like a lot of times. Another thing we could actually go into here is, is the whole deduct points thing. Cause a lot of times like, Oh, if I stumble or this, they're going to deduct points. They don't have a, 
point deduction system where you like start off at 100 points. In fact, the lower the score, the better, yeah. honestly, in, in how this works. But let's just go deduct all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you have a look at score sheets, I don't know how often they do it for MPC, but for pros, you'll see the score sheets. The lower the score, the better. Yeah. It's like golf. Lower. Like mm-hmm. golf. So, so the way that judges score so you know is... Um, and, it, and this is good for you to know, too, because it's hard. And I've judged shows before. I wish I could judge shows again. They won't let me judge anymore. I think it's a conflict of interest yeah. now. <laughs> well, Can they, you judge the show that I compete in? Yeah, I will totally do it. <laughs> I, I wonder if there's going to be bias, right? That's, that's the reason. So it was funny because I'm, I'm, quali- I'm qualified to judge because I have done it. But they said they're like, yeah, we just don't know who's your, your athletes. You, know? you yeah. don't know who your athletes that are. Makes sense. I'm yeah, glad they fine. do that. Yeah, I just like it. you know. And then um, the other one, the other promoter was like, well, if you judge the show, you can't have any athletes in this show. So why would I have you judge the show when you're going to bring a bunch of athletes. And I was like, okay, fair argument, fair argument. So, uh, you know, but um, when you're judging, it's, it's difficult because you have 10 girls up there, usually as a judge. So usually as a judge, when you see two girls come out out of, let's say 15 at a big show, you kind of know who's one and two, like right away. Like it's pretty obvious who the top two, top three are when they come out. But when you're looking at, you know, sometimes, sometimes two through six or three through five or whatever, it's really tough. Like it's hard to, and you want to give people what they earn, you know, because I know how people will sit on it and how they'll fester on it. How did this girl beat me? And really, you know, obviously the top two is the most important because it qualifies you for nationals at like an NPC show, which is the only level I've, I, I judge that. Um, and then, so you want to get those right. And then the rest of them, you still want to get right because they worked for it. Right. But it, so you look at, you look at them and you're, this is how it works. You're, you got 10 girls on stage and you mark them one through 10, right? That's how you judge. So if someone you think is 10th place, you give them the score of 10, that's 10 points. If five judges give them 10 points for 10th place, they get 50 points. They finish at whoever finishes below them, finishes higher than them. That's how it works. If you're first place and five judges have you as first place, you'll get five points. But just so you know, they do throw out the high and the low score. So you'd actually want to only show three points on that scorecard. So, so you know. So just, and the only reason they do that is just for the scenario of if I was judging and they didn't know I was training Ashley, of course I would judge her first place, right? Like I would, of course I would. I'd be like, you know, any chance I could, I, I would do that. But because of that, they throw one of the scores away. But let's say I didn't like Ashley, right? Let's say she was my mortal enemy and I've had her as like, I'm just going to give Ashley 20th place. I hate that chick, right? So there's no such thing as 16 and <laughs> 16th then this place, yes, stop. So I give her 16th place. Well, they throw that score out too. So you can't only you can't have a bias of really liking Ashley being my best friend or being my worst enemy. Both of those scores get thrown out. Mm -hmm. So if you have five judges scoring, only three of them will count. The average of those three will give you your score. So if it's a two, a one and a one, that's four points. Um, you most likely she would win that show uh, at a four points. So there you go. So that's how it works. But so there's no deduction system. That's what people always think. There's this deduction system of, Oh, if I did this, they're going to deduct points. Like that doesn't work that way. You might slip a placing if you made a huge mistake and you, I'll judge you as 10th instead of 9th, but you're not missing. I'm not deducting a point. Type Absolutely. Of thing. So yeah. there you go. I think I skimmed over the tan because I got so distracted by <laughs> my, my first show. Yeah. But uh, yeah, listen, I've also, <laughs> with tans, I would suggest this. <laughs> if it's your first show, please don't do it yourself, okay? Please don't. Um, even to this day, as a pro competed in I don't even know how many shows I've lost count I don't feel comfortable doing my own tan I still to this day don't I will always get it sprayed um 
And the thing about that is, especially if it's the official tan of the show, they're going to get everyone looking the same, the same shade, unless you're like an extremely dark skinned athlete, then that's, they're going to be darker, but generally speaking around the same color. Cause in this competition, you don't want to be the one that's like super, super light or anything like that. Uh, and if you have any issues turning green or anything or muddy, they can fix. But if you're doing it yourself, you probably don't have that ability until it's too late. Oh, like, you know, you do your interior and just like, oh man, I realize I'm way lighter than everyone else here on stage and it's too late, you know? So some people are okay with doing it. Um, and I would say like, if you're a very fair skinned athlete, I'm pretty fair skinned that I don't have the advantage of like somebody with like a darker skin tone that already has like a natural base coat. Like yeah. you, you have, I do a pro, yeah, yeah, I yeah use a pro tan. you yeah. have like already basically an, a natural base coat. So you, you know what I mean? But the fairer you are, the risk, the riskier it is to do your own tan, in my opinion. Now, if I was a darker skin athlete, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'm doing it myself. <laughs> it's like harder to mess up. You already got some base coats, but you know, the more coats of tan you have on, the more likely it is that it can get muddy. It can get streaky. It can start changing uh, different colors. So that's my advice. Um, you know, if you're darker skinned, shoot, I would do it. Go ahead, do it yourself. But yeah, if make you're sure lighter you're even, skin, make sure you're even tanned. Yeah. yeah, and also if you're a very dark skin athlete, just so you know, everyone still needs to get a hundred percent. Still needs to get uh, a tan on, okay? Because you might be like, oh, I'm naturally darker skin, but in comparison, you'll look a little more on a gray versus everyone else. It's a little more richer, like a, almost like a reddish tone. Yeah, or, or it's like a bronzyish. Yeah, it's like the trophy look. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's a hard, it's a hard thing to. And some people just absorb the tan better too. Like they yeah. look like really like a trophy. It was funny. I had this. There's this um, a friend of mine in Colorado, and I was like, man, your skin just takes so well to this tan. You look like the trophy. Like yeah. you, you just shine like the trophy. It was so funny. I was like going, like I don't know who looks like that with this with this yeah. tan. You know, so some people just absorb it better and just reflects the light better. Yeah. But he was a darker athlete too, and yeah. it just worked really well for him. So yeah, no matter what. But um, also one of the things too, as a rookie that you might think, because this is the problem is that the tanning companies, and this is no knock at the tanning companies, but they do say, oh, if you got tan lines, we'll be able to cover it. It's fine. You'll see the tan lines. Like you'll still see them if they're strong. If they're light, then you'll be fine. If you have like an ombre tan line, like my arms always get ombre tan lined, you could usually be fine with that. But if it's hard lines, like if you are a girl who's always going to the to the beach or something, you have those hard tan lines, like you'll see them still. So even out your tan, um, even though if they say not to, because yes, if your arms are a little lighter and it's like ombre, like mine are, when I get that like half farmer tan, um, it's a lot different than those hard lines. You will see them. So absolutely. And of course, follow the instructions of the tanners. Um, they should give you some instructions on like, don't wear deodorant, don't wear perfume, make sure you exfoliate for a week leading up and to shave. And just to clarify, cause I get asked this sometimes in the DM, like when you say shave, do you shave like everything? And I say, yes, everything. I'm not a hairy person. I really am not, but I will shave in places I don't even think there's hair. And the reason why is everyone has microscopic fuzzies, no matter how hairy or unhairy you think you are, even me, which I'm very unhairy. But these little microscopic hairs, little fine little fuzzies, everyone has it everywhere. And they can actually kind of absorb your tan instead of absorbing into the skin. So if you want the best, most even tan, shave everywhere, even places you don't think you grow hair, you know? That's my advice. I liked it like that. I felt smooth. 
Like I would just like glide. Yeah, <laughs> just gliding. I was a better, was, I had better, better aerodynamics. <laughs> so talking about suits, okay. Now, I think this is one of the biggest mistakes rookies can make because to be fair, they don't know what the suit color looks on them on stage until you, you step under the lights, get yeah. on the actual stage. Because the thing is, when you see a suit color in person, you're like, oh, I like this color. But then you get on stage and it's a totally different color, yeah. right? And sometimes that has to do with the stones on it. Like if you have, for example, a red, red suit, you know, the material itself is extremely red, but if all of the stones are like white or that crystal AB, guess what color your, your suit is going to look like on stage? Yep. It's going to be crystal AB. It's going to be like pink. <laughs> yeah. Pink usually, or well, white, whitish pink. Okay. So you need to kind of, I would say look on the suit website, which by the way, I use angelcompetitionbikinis.com. And guess what? I use code Ashley K fit and I get 20% off. Dang. Is it 20%? 20% off guys. Seriously? It's that much? 20% off. Yes. Actually, that's a great I'm code. sponsored by them, so I don't have to pay, but yeah, yeah. anybody else, you can save 20% by using code Ashley K fit at checkout. I thought it was 10% actually. Well, that's you know, crazy. whenever you're Ashley K fit, you get 20% <laughs> cause I'm way cooler. So that's crazy. That's, that's a crazy. Deal. Yeah, no, that's it. That's a good discount. Um, Anyway, <laughs> I, I gotta start. I gotta start telling people that. I didn't yeah. know it was twenty. I thought it was ten this whole time. No, Adam, this Dang. is this isn't child's play. We're talking about Code Ashley K Fit. <laughs> that's a big. Okay. That's a big deal. But they have on there, and what I will say too about Angels is, um, okay, I will say this. This is a this is a knock at myself, but um, I I earned it. I'm probably one of the harder people to work with in terms of these little things like that, like the suit, the hair, the tan. Like like I want it perfect, right? And everyone said, hey, like he's harder to work with, but, you know, he comes with a lot of volume and he comes, you know, just get it right and you'll he's have- He's very voluminous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so what they say. He'll, he'll bring athletes to you if you just get it right. But yeah, he's going to be very, very particular. And it's, I'm sorry to the people who've provided services to us. I just, I want it right. The girls work too hard to not have it right, right? So Angels has um, a perfect cut. Like their cut is so perfect. There's, there's these little things that you guys won't think about that your suits just have. A lot of this is because of just time of, you know, with my suits is, at least is because I've had issues before and I want certain things to be better. So, you know, getting the fabric in between the glutes, right? Like that had to be a, a measurement that changed over time where I wanted it perfect. And I was like, okay, now it's perfect. This is where I want it. So now the suits, you know, we've taken all the problems out of the equation of, okay, this was a problem. This was a problem. How it sits on the glutes was a problem, like whatever it is. And all of these things have been kind of molded over years and years and are like perfect. And I'm not saying I did this with Angels, but I've had issues with other suit manufacturers and whatnot. And now Angels, I fully trust. And if there ever is an issue, I'm like, hey, I need a quarter of an inch on that back piece on the suit now going forward. And they're like, we got you, you know, it's done. You know, so it's, it's, I'm really, really confident with them. I have such, I have, I, I don't even know the last time I've had an issue with an Angels suit. So, yeah. and I'm not, I don't get any money from them. I guess I do probably get a little bit here and there because they rent a room here, but that's, <laughs> but that's not a thing. Like I don't, it doesn't matter to me to have that rented or not, but it's just, I'm very confident in them. I know the owners very well and I just love their suits. I just Absolutely. love them. Yeah. But you can look on the site and if you have, you can get inspiration from suits that's been worn on stage. So you know what they look like, right? So that's the great thing about them is like, also you can get a consultation with them and tell them what you want and they'll tell you like yeah if you get it like this it's gonna look like that on stage so 
I think it's good to have guidance and it's for, it's free of course. So just go under the consultation tab, but you know, sometimes unfortunately your favorite color that you wear every day doesn't translate to the stage as well, or doesn't translate on your skin tone. Like for example, I've, oh, I've just, I've always just wanted to wear yellow. I've wanted to wear yellow. I think that would be such a bomb color. But unfortunately, as it's been told, I'm my my natural skin tone's too pale to pull it off. Now yellow looks freaking bomb on darker skin athletes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm jealous. But I don't think I could pull it off as it's been told to me. So kind of ruined my. <laughs> She's so set on this. I wanted yellow. I told her one maybe one day at a night show, just do it at a night show. You know, uh, I don't know. I'd have to be. I'd have to get some extra spray tan yeah. coats. Not during the winter. Yeah, during the winter, actually I don't think trans- I changed, translucent. Honestly, I don't think it changed much. <laughs> But that's just an example. And then, of course, um, colors like that are pastel usually don't translate that well. They're just too muted. Um, colors that are fluorescent usually maybe it's a little bit too much. That's why I've never worn a, a neon green suit. <laughs> it can be a little too distracting. And uh, basic colors like white, gray, and black are usually no-goes because they just have zero pop to them, you yeah. know? I think the safest colors are like you call them jewel tones, right? Mm, like yep. gemstone tones that are bold and saturated, but they're not too light and they're not too neon, you know? Colors like red, green, purple, royal blue, colors like that, like gemstone colors usually work really well. And just be aware of how many stones you get on and what color those stones will change the suit, you know? Because the color of the suit isn't necessarily the color of the material, rather the mixture of the material and the gemstones itself. So that makes a big difference on stage. Yeah, you can get exactly as Ashley said, a a red suit with all white crystals on it, and it will just reflect white light for the most part and be very little bit of red in there. Or pink. Yeah, exactly. Depending on the lighting. So it's, yeah, so that's that's a big thing. So how it's, the, the thing I always say to people is, don't try to change the game. You know, don't try to change everything up just look at the top 10 at the olympia pick a color suit in there you're going to probably be fine you know those are going to be the the safe choices you know so i'm always one of the i'm not going to change the game but if the game changes i'll mold i'll change to it totally but it but right now hey there's not they're not doing any two color suits in bikini in the top you know you're not seeing that in the top 10 hey if it does i think ashley would love that if all of a sudden they started doing that why not go two tones right you know? well to but, be fair there's like some ombre and stuff like that yeah. but when you say two-tone like, like if you look at like a figure suit right yeah they can get crazy with the suits. You'll see like little patterns and designs or like zebra stripes or like flowery things. Yeah. That doesn't really work for bikini as much. Now you'll see a little variations with like maybe a little bit of an ombre if the colors are closer together, but you're not going to see Hard like patterns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're not going to see like, uh, like tight patterns. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And, and if you are going to ombre, don't make it like two drastically different colors either. You know, it's not going to be like, um, I don't know, yellow ombre into uh, purple or something. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. So, you know, just get a consultation. They'll tell you what's right and what's wrong. But that's that's what exactly what you said. Don't try to change the game. It doesn't really work in your favor like that. And you might be able to pull it off at a smaller show, depending. But I, I would my my theory is just play it safe, better safe than sorry, because you would never want that feedback. Like it would hurt me so bad to get feedback. And be like, well, I had you at first, and it, it was close to be honest, but your suit was very distracting. That would suck because it's such a preventable mistake. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, because oh, I wanted to be different yeah. and special, you know? So, you know, I, I, 
I always say the safest color, to be honest, is like royal blue. Royal blue looks good on everyone. It really does. That's why I try to avoid it because it's like too safe. Too safe for me. But if you want a color that's probably going to look good on you, royal blue. Royal blue is, yeah. <laughs> royal blue. I don't think a judge would be like, mm, that color doesn't work on you. Yeah, it'll never, you'll never get that feedback. Yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you plan on doing a bunch of shows, you want one safe suit, you can only get one. That's, that's yeah. a safe color to go. It'll last you forever. Years, it'll never go out of style. Exactly. So. Exactly. So I think that's about all for now, unless yeah. you have any other additions. I was just trying to think of anything. I think we, we got most of it covered. And yeah. then the, the thing that you're talked about too is just the expectations, you know, just yeah. having those good expectations and, and understand it is your first show. This is going to be a journey. It's not going to be a, you know, it's it's so rare where a girl wins a show, goes to nationals, wins her pro card, goes to a pro show, wins a pro show. I mean, I don't think that's ever I don't even think if that's happened. I know for sure. I've seen a girl win a show and then win a pro card, like right yeah. after. Oh, for sure, yeah. That's happened, and even that is crazy rare. But I don't think I've ever seen it go farther than that. Yeah, that's a, it's a, it's, so it's just a, it's a journey. You know, this is a, this is like any other sport, and I think people do underestimate that. And your goals need your goals and how you approach them is gonna need to match is gonna need to match each other. So if your goal is to have fun and just do a show and transform once a year, I think that's awesome. Do it. I know a guy who's been doing this for like fifteen plus years. Every year he does the same show in Colorado and he says, yeah, I just do this. He's like, I'm not trying to be the best bodybuilder. I don't have the genetics for it, but every year it just gets me into shape. And I just say, Hey, every year I'm going to do this show and next year I'm going to be better. And it forces me to get in shape for summertime. And so I just do that. And I'm like, that's so dope. I think that's so cool. You know, Absolutely. and, and I've, I have no, I don't put, I would never put any pressure on him to improve past that point. It's just, this is fun for fun for him. And I think that's great, but he also isn't the same like girl who's saying, I'm going to go to the Olympia and has those same actions, right? Mm -hmm. He knows as soon as he's done with that show, he's going to go have fun, go to the pool. He's going to eat and drink and all this stuff. So he doesn't have the, uh, the aspirations of being an Olympia. The problem that I will see is I see some girls will do that, get in shape and then do that weekend stuff when they're partying all summer or whatever and not working out as hard and eating whatever they want and gaining a bunch of weight. And they're like, oh, but I want to do the Olympia too. I'm like, you need to understand this is a real sport on when you take it to that level it's a real sport and it requires real sport training, just like every other real sport at the top level, which means dedication to your craft, um, staying within reason of your of your weight, improving from show to show, not transforming into every show. So just have those expectations too. be real with yourself and that only you're going to be able to tell yourself that you're being real with yourself or not. And that just means, you know, maybe you don't really want to be the next Miss Olympia because of what it takes. And that's fine. That's why I'm not going for it anymore. I don't really want to be Miss Olympia. I don't. <laughs> These days you probably could try, <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to, to, to go that far because I don't want to go through that to do it. I love, I want to be the coach and it's, it's hard enough to go through what we go through for that. And so, um, you know, and I'll make sacrifice, I make sacrifices in my life to, to do that, to be the better, be a better coach. And so, um, yeah, so just make sure you make sure you match it. And that's just have those expectations and, and go into it realistically. That's all. Um, if you just want to have fun with it and maybe for the first year, kind of, kind of find your way through it, navigate through a few shows, do that, have fun, have your balance. But at that moment you say, I'm going to be the next, I want to get the Olympia stage. Things change. It's a different thing at that point. So just, just want to put that out there too, because that is important to talk about every sport at the top level is hard. So, um, you're going to have to give it your best if you want to get there and Absolutely. it's just realistic. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you got to put your ego aside for sure, because you see those competitors that like maybe they always won in high school. Like they were the popular one. They always won. They were such a superstar. And then they get into this and they expect to win. And when they don't, they get all disappointed and salty because that's what their expectations were. You got to put your ego aside and be like, you know what? Hey, this is my first show. 
It's all part of the journey. I'm just getting started. I made mistakes and I'm going to learn from them. They're not going to happen again. And I'm going to get better and better. Because guess what? Everyone on that Olympia stage has lost at some point. In a perfect world, you would you would win all your shows and then go pro right away and then win a pro show and then qualify for Olympia and then win the Olympia in a perfect world. But you got to realize there's so many ups and downs. And sometimes those girls you see on stage that are doing so well, guess what? At one time, they were like second call out at a local show or they were 16th place at nationals, you know? So keep that in mind. But the reason why you see them at the level they're at and they're successful is because they didn't give up. They yeah. just kept going and learning. And that's what it takes. Yeah. That's hey, exactly I got what it takes. 14th place at my first show in my high class at the Arnold. Yeah. Okay. Look at me now. Yeah. What if I would just given up? Yeah. There's, there's some Olympia champions that were not even in the top 15 in their first Olympias, you know? Yeah. So 16th place. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's, I'm glad that you, you mentioned that too. So yeah, that was a fun, fun episode. So thank you guys for, <laughs> I repeat myself. <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, is there anything we left out? Leave it in the comments below. Maybe it'll give us another topic for future stuff. Um, you know what's coming up pretty soon, guys. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the Olympia is coming up eight soon. weeks out, and I just did my first cardio session last weekend. She did. I was not doing cardio for months, yeah. and I just did one last on, on the eight week out mark on Saturday. Yeah. So I did my first cardio. Yay! It's grueling. It is grueling. <laughs> I just did Orange Theory. But do you guys? Do you guys in the comments? Do you guys want to see a vlog from Ashley and going into the Olympia Ooh, Olympia vlog series or something? I think that would be fun. I yeah. think so. So yeah, give us some suggestions of what you want in the comments here below. And then also, don't forget, we have a posing seminar this next week. This weekend is at the CPC, yes? And then the next week in Utah. Yes. So this Outdoor. weekend, Contest Prep Center. That's September 16th, Contest Prep Center. Be there, be square. More information on the Team Elite Physique page. You better post something. This yeah, today. yeah, post it. <laughs> ten ten o'clock for posing. 11.30 is followed by Glute Camp. Yes. And then the next weekend. And then the following weekend, which is September 23rd, we will be... In Utah, Salt Lake City, I believe. Salt Lake City. Yeah. Um, Utah. So check out the NPC Utah page for more information about that. And then October 15th is the big one. It's the big one. It's the doozy. So that's the whole NPC seminar with our amazing uh, Olympia judges, Olympia athletes. It's going to be a big event. But the cool thing is they're having it here at the Contest yeah. Prep Center. So we feel super special. So if you're in Vegas... Or close to Vegas, you better be making your way. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. Sandy's going to be here. There's going to be a lot of uh, different divisions too, not just bikini and wellness. Yeah. It's going to be all the divisions. So, um, yeah, we've got a lot of lot of posing things going on. I love it. It's lots just, just fun. Lots and lots of posing. You know, it's just so awesome that these days you can actually do that stuff because there was nothing like this when I was growing up. You know, in bodybuilding, there was no seminars. You know, there wasn't anything like that. So, so yeah, this is going to be a real fun next few weeks. I'm excited. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.